2: Here's my thing. I covered him his entire tenure in Boston. I got to know him decently well, at least as an executive. And I will tell you this about Theo Epstein. He is way too competitive to just sit back and watch the Red Sox be terrible. Do I think that he's going to come in and start running the team and change what they do this year? No, it might take a while. It might take a year. It might take two. I don't know. I I, I seem to get the sense that this job is more like a consultant gig out of the shoots. However, in the long term, having Theo Epstein as part of the Red Sox ownership team should make fans feel a lot better now than they did at this time yesterday. And I won't back down from that for a second. So I felt on Friday, I'm like, I hate everything the Red Sox do. I don't like anything they do. I haven't trusted ownership for, I would guess, longer than most in this city. I haven't liked any personnel moves they've made. I've hated their offseason. They've been cheaping out for five years. Move after move after move, I dislike. Maybe the Devers extension I was okay with now that we're talking it out and I'm thinking about it. But largely, I don't like anything they do. This is the first time I said, oh, they might be onto something. And maybe this is the beginning of digging their way out from rock bottom. Winter weekend, this offseason, Sam Kennedy finger-wagging fans about being liars. They may never get lower than that. That might be as low as it got and maybe Theo is where we look at it and say they brought him in and this is where they began to turn it around. You wouldn't know watching Truck Day today, Mego. You see some of those videos.
3: Tough what I saw out there. It's
1: tough for Brooksy. Surprised well, that many people showed up.
2: I mean, Ryan dropped in a tweet from Gabrielle Starr at the Herald. And the picture is just bleak. I know Jackson was down there today, right, with the Greg Hill Show? I
3: will say the weather was horrible this morning. It was just, like, really cold and raw.
2: As opposed to all those other great yeah, February right. mornings. <laughs> exactly. What do you mean? It's it was, just, was... I went out
3: There was running. no was, rain. There was no snow. No, it was very windy and cold. It was not a fun day to stand around okay, and again, look at
2: to, a truck. to Ryan's point, it's ne- it never is in February. And people used to b- b- clamor around and show up and cheer on the stupid truck. And snowstorms. Gabrielle Starr of the Boston Herald said, Truck Day appears to be all Red Sox employees... With one family with a believe in Boston flag.
3: That just makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> that just pumps me out. A dark day
1: for Red Sox fans. A bunch of Dodgers fans showed up it's and like took fun. it. Over. They just took it over and <laughs> ran a parade. Wow, we should do
2: that in the future,
1: RK. We should have another
2: fan base show up and just march down the street on truck day. Yeah. So it's all empl- it's like Sam Kennedy out there and you know a bunch of Red Sox employees and one family who's like, Woo, believe in Boston. And so whatever, Truck Day's lost some luster. It was always dumb. I was just Freaking reading electric. Reading Tamazi, who you heard there on NBC Sports Boston late last week. He wrote about this today as well. He's like, Remember Truck Day, how it used to matter? Like, and it was always a sham and it was silly, but like people used to care. Maybe matter's the wrong word, but people used to care as dumb as it was and as fake as it was, it was and an as event. It was an event. It symbolized, like, all oh, right, yeah, the Red Sox are starting. I'm excited and it was, for baseball. It was stupid, and we all saw through it, but it still kind of symbolized the beginning of spring. Now it's all employees and one family with a dumb flag.
3: And it happened around the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, it happened when the Patriots were constantly in the Super Bowl. So it's not like there wasn't anything else, like, nothing else going on. Now there's nothing else going on, and people don't care about Truck Day. Like, there's the lowest care f- rating of Truck Day in r- the last
2: 20 years. Yeah, I it's a low Q rating, and I think it's been it's been going down for years, and it's just another way to measure it, although the Athletic had a survey today, which has a uh, great way of measuring things. if you want to jump in on the Red Sox in their direction, you can it's six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven I just I feel like Theo has the potential, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I'm too glass half full. I get accused of this all the time, but I feel like this could be the beginning of them digging out, and if you were reading Sean McAdam over the weekend, Chris Cotillo over the weekend, Arcan you talked to McAdam yesterday? Yes. I think they they understand to a degree where they're at. And maybe they brought in Theo for PR purposes. We talked about this a lot on Friday. But just acknowledging you have a problem, Red Sox, is a big first step. And it's the first place I've seen them even indirectly acknowledge that there's a problem. So before we get to the athletic survey and, and what
1: McAdam wrote, what, what jumped out from talking to him, Arkin? Well... It was a combination of things. He wasn't surprised by how skeptical and sort of cynical Red Sox fans are about this, but he also was quick to say that while Theo is going to be – involved in baseball it's not going to be instead of all the other things that they're doing at Fenway Sports Group he's not going to be doing just baseball it's going to be and we already heard he's going to be part of the manager search for um Liverpool and he's going to be have his hand in some other things uh he'll be working with the Penguins GM and you know the stuff with Kyle Dubas Dubas and the racing uh, team and all that other stuff so it's not like he's just brought in and he's going to be only with the Red Sox and he's not going to touch anything else but it is sort of hard to shake the idea that everything this guy touches turns to gold. You know, I mean, really, he's had a literal Midas touch in baseball everywhere he's gone, and he is still part of baseball. The only thing that I still am kind of hung up on with this, and I, I talked to McAdam about it a little bit, is the fact that he's been part of, like, he's part of this private equity firm that owns a stake in Fenway Sports Group. So it's not like he was really far away, and it's not like he had no say or no bearing on anything that was going yeah, on whatsoever. Who knew that? No one really knew it, but like LeBron James is a minority owner. Is he LeBron James? Like, what I understand is LeBron making decisions? But here's the point point. when
2: if if no one really knows you're involved, then your reputation's not at stake. Now people know he's involved, and your reputation on some level is at stake. So he's like, whatever, no one really knows I'm even advising the Red Sox. And if they just want to keep doing what they're doing, now he now he has, I think, a bigger stake in it like, an actual tangible stake now, in my opinion as a minority owner, and maybe he was already getting some money off of it before, in some capacity, but an actual stake in FSG, and we all know he's now working for the Red Sox, and, and not just we all know, everybody knows, the whole baseball world knows, all the fans know. And so, you're going to be associated with this crap now, Theo. Now you're associated with it. You could do it uh, in the dark corners before. Now you're associated with it, and this is going to stick to you. And so, he's got a pretty squeaky clean reputation to this point, in terms of ending a curse with the Red Sox, ending one with the Cubs, helping to turn around baseball and at least prolong its death, making it more watchable. And so now he's just going to go along with this? I don't believe that, and I never believe that. We were talking about that a lot on Friday. Here's what I liked from what McAdam and Catillo wrote. According to people with an understanding of the arrangement between Epstein and the Red Sox, he was brought back into the fold, at least in part due to Red Sox ownership privately acknowledging that they have at times – not given the club the attention it deserved in recent years as the FSG portfolio has rapidly grown. And I think you see that reflected. It's why Ken and Curtis had such a great interview with Sam Kennedy and Tom Werner. It's like, you don't spend the same way on this team. So do you care as much? And they are acknowledging privately they don't care as much. The attention to detail isn't there. The spending isn't there. Epstein, despite taking on a part-time behind-the-scenes advisory role, and that's what you were just talking about, Arcan that includes involvement in all of FSG's properties, will be tasked with reinstituting processes and lines of communication that made the Red Sox so successful during his tenure as general manager from 2003 to 2011. Despite team president Sam Kennedy and others repeatedly reaffirming the ownership group's commitment to the Red Sox publicly, within the organization there's been an internal realization that the club needs to be more of a priority for FSG and that winning fans back is paramount after three last-place finishes in four years and a disappointing offseason that included inconsistent rhetoric from the team uh, brass, and that's referencing full throttle and then not spending. So if they're acknowledging it and now Theo's more of a face on it, I think that's a good first step. And I don't, expect the, I don't want Theo to come out and say, hey, go sign Jordan Montgomery. I don't even want that. That's not what I want them to do. I want Theo to pick his spots with John Henry and really lean on him and save it for something that matters not Jordan Montgomery, which that's a PR signing at this point. That is PR 101, hey, let's sell to the fans we actually are going to spend. I want Theo to pick his spots, and if it's next offseason or if it's at the trade deadline or it's trading one of these prospects who all seem overrated for an established major leaguer to pick that spot, don't just say, hey, let's go sign J.D. Martinez or let's bring in Jordan Montgomery. I don't want him doing that. I want him to do something that's actually going to change the trajectory fundamentally of this team.
3: I'll start with my cons first. Cons, I hate any time I hear language like consultant, processes. Like, that is nothing language to me. Yeah, I, it's it prob- corporate it, speak. Yeah, yeah, it probably means, I don't know, 12 different things that he's going to be doing. But I, it's vague terminology. So I would have rather heard them say... we now acknowledge that we don't have a good balance between our farm system and our spending at the major league level. We acknowledge that our valuations of free agents and possible trades have been v- way off. <laughs> like, if it could be something that specific, we could put it and go, aha, so Theo will be able to impart some of his knowledge there because it's really been lacking here. But my pros, I'll say, and this is kind of what I was saying on Friday, what I was hoping was the case, this demonstrates some freaking... Self-awareness. Self-awareness. We've been neglecting the team. Now the fans notice. It's not going so hot. Something's wrong here. Something's off. Maybe we can't exactly put our finger on all the different miscues we've had because it can't just be Xander Bogarts. Look at that. It was actually not the worst move to let Xander Bogarts go. Mookie Betts, what do you want us to do? We didn't want to be here. <laughs> you know. Like they can argue all these different things if they want to justify it to themselves. But it sounds like if you read Tomasi here and you believe this and you believe Catillo, and you believe McAdam, that this is at least some acknowledgement that they've really been screwing up and that they're really worried now about losing the fan base. And that is a huge sign of progress to yeah. me.
2: Let me let me give you one more thing I liked and was reassured by reading McAdam. And Arkan, he, he echoed some of this when you talked to him yesterday. Um, And maybe, again, maybe I'm being too glass half full and I'm just eating up what the Red Sox are feeding me and I'm being spun. It's possible. I feel a little more comfortable with the explanation for why he's going to be involved with Liverpool and the Penguins and everything else. If Theo wants to be an owner someday, Whether it's an expansion team, McAdam keeps referencing that. If he wants to be an owner, he wants to see how all these different organizations within FSG are running. And so he's going to learn about how Liverpool runs. And he's going to learn about how Pittsburgh runs. But I don't think he's giving a lot of input there. I think he's going to be along for the ride with hiring the Liverpool manager. Do you think he's, like, spearheading that? I don't. I don't know. (laughs) I think he's going to sit in on it, and he's going to learn about it and learn about the process. And same thing with the Penguins.
1: And Sam Kennedy was there signing the contract with the PGA. So I mean, you know, it's it's possible that they're just bringing people along and sort of showing them the ropes. Exactly.
2: Right. And so yeah. uh, listening to McAdam with you and reading him, hopefully he's just he he's getting all the information he can because FSG has all these resources, and so he's going to learn about these other teams. But where his input is actually going to be felt? I think, is the Red Sox. And that that's reassuring.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. And one thing McAdam also stressed, and you just read it in that uh, segment, day, that passage that you had there, is the messaging part of this and how full throttle and you're a liar and all that stuff has really sort of hurt things and been a real problem. I just don't know that. I, like, you need Theo to come in and be the new PR guy because Sam Kennedy's not yes. doing a good job with I, it. I talked. I about want this him to do Friday. more than that. I don't just want him to come in here and be a front-facing okay. PR guy. But that's p- no. I don't want him. to do I don't just care do about the either. messaging. Like the messaging. Yeah, you do. Not as much as I care about the team. No, of and The not. roster and the way it looks. Like, yeah, these guys have a lot of faux pas, and they have to go back and, and sort of. Yeah, but he can fix it. I guess maybe he can. But you know, can you? Do you just take the mic away from them forever? Yes. And they can't ever talk again. It's gonna yes. be all going through Theo. Yes. Well, if they're not improving the team, then I don't give a rat's okay, ass. I agree Theo's really going to come out there and put lipstick Arkham. on this stupid pig. Of
2: course, obviously. But you don't think they have a messaging problem? They do have a messaging okay, problem. Okay. So maybe he can fix that. But Theo needs to fix the team, yeah. not the messaging. No, of course, I think he's going to do both. But I don't I don't see how the messaging part hurts. Full throttle.
1: You guys are all liars? The team has a messaging problem. Of course they do. Okay. The, but the problem, the reason why those messages don't come through, especially full throttle, is because that's not the philosophy yeah. of the team right now. No, no. He needs to fix the spending first. That's number one. Like, he- if, if, the, sorry, if the Red Sox had been making a bunch of moves and they were bad moves, like a bunch of bad signings, guys that they spent too much money on and they shouldn't have, and Theo's coming to sort of, you know, fix that, Fine, they're not doing anything. They're not doing anything. There's nothing for him to fit. Like, you have to change the entire philosophy of the way you're doing business. Yeah. Yeah, is that what he's is that what he's brought in for? I hope so.
3: So I think Arkan brings up a good point here, which is, at what point do you actually do you actually look for results from Theo? I don't because know, we're 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 getting now like from it's very early. When
2: you answer your question, when
3: next season? Yeah,
2: exactly. Like I think if in the if next off season, the trade deadline and next off season, they haven't. I don't expect him to change it this off season. It's too late, and maybe that's giving him too much leeway. I don't expect him to change it this offseason. Who's he going to sign? I don't want any of these guys that are out there. I wanted Otani. I wanted Yamamoto. I don't want these guys. So next offseason. If they haven't changed their ways in spending by next offseason, and they haven't changed their approach at the trade deadline, and they're just collecting uh, prospects and not adding to the big league roster, that'll stick to them. This offseason, I think we're too far gone. Um, The Athletic, though, and all of this survey ran before Theo Epstein was brought back to the Red Sox in an official capacity. Uh, They had a survey of like 3,000-plus Red Sox fans, uh, really close to 3,500 Red Sox fans. They asked a number of questions. Uh, For instance, after one offseason under Craig Breslow, have your feelings changed about how Haim Bloom ran the team? 67% say no. Should the Red Sox have fired Haim Bloom? 54% still say Yes. How confident are you in Craig Breslow? 48% are right in the middle. Not very confident, not confident at all, right dead smack in the middle, just like, meh, I don't know about Craig Breslow. Okay? So there's stuff like that in there that I think is interesting, but less relevant. Uh, here's where it gets a little more relevant. How concerned are you about the Red Sox projected payroll cuts? 67%, very concerned, compared to 2.3% who say not at all. Uh, How confident are you in the ownership group led by John Henry, Tom Werner, and Sam Kennedy? 62% not confident at all. How does your confidence in this year compare to this time last year? Entering the 2023 season, 35% say a little less confident. 34% say a lot less confident. So read that another way. Almost 70% say we're not confident at all. And how confident are you in the Red Sox that they're headed in the right direction on a scale of one to five, 40% say not confident at all. You're a liar. <laughs> so I'm telling you, it, it's out of their actions, Arcan. You're 100% right. They need to spend on the team. They need to fix the team. But there's also this like messaging disconnect where John Henry's not popular. Sam Kennedy and Tom Warner aren't popular. Theo is popular. And in the meantime, they do have a messaging issue. Maybe that buys them a little bit of time to actually get some of these processes right and actually spend on this team and reinvest in the Red Sox because, as they'll acknowledge privately, not when Sam Kennedy's yelling at you on winter weekend, Chris Curtis and uh, Ken Laird, but they're acknowledging they haven't given it the attention it deserves. And that acknowledgement to me is the first big step along with bringing in Theo that maybe, maybe... They're back on a path towards relevance. But
3: this athletic survey, what it does to me is demonstrate exactly why. Jones, we were talking at the break about the amount of people out there whose reaction to the Theo Epstein news was, uh, oh, what a crummy PR stunt. Like, they're using Theo for this. They're just throwing this at us because they didn't give us any players this offseason because they won't spend any money on this team. And so it would be extremely short-sighted and extremely underwhelming and underestimating this fan base if they think that they can win back fans for this season by just putting Theo Epstein in some kind of honorary title or making him some kind of figurehead. Yeah. Like, well, if anything, I think that this survey demonstrates it's going to take a hell of a lot more than that. And I, I wouldn't put it past John Henry to sit there and say, yeah, we have Theo Epstein back. Look, it's just like 2004 again. But I w- I would put it past Theo. Like, I don't think that Theo, again, I said this before, I don't think Theo Epstein comes in here and lets himself be made a pawn. And puts his reputation on the line when it's been as sterling as it's been in baseball up to this point. Have you
1: moved on that at all, Arkin? Like, you thought it was all a PR stunt last week. I still think it is, yeah. I mean, I think that it's, you know. So Theo- he's
2: just here to cash in, and, you know, if FSG ever sells or goes public, he'll make money off of it, and that's why he's
1: here. I think he's going to be working with the Red Sox. I don't think he's not going to do anything, but I think, you know, he's buying in as a minor- minority owner. He's not taking a job in the front office. Like, it's just, it's a different thing. And the team right now has a philosophy that I'm not sure Theo Epstein's going to come in and change. Like when Dave Dombrowski got there in 2015 – did they spend because they, he convinced them to or was that the philosophy of the team at that time is we have money let's go out and get David Price and let's trade our prospects and do all those things or did Dave Dombrowski have to go in and sit well, down Dombrowski and, pushed them and for convince sure. him okay but that was something they were open to doing kind of they I haven't mean, been open to that since then with the last one and they're not doing it now with uh with the uh, Breslow so ben it's Chari- like
2: Ben Sherrington didn't spend Ben Sherrington did spend not like yes not he like did he signed Pablo
1: Sandoval he signed Hamlin yeah. Ramirez they signed people
2: he also brought in like Victorino and a bunch of spare pu- and that works by the way it did end also, up working he true. also brought in a bunch of spare parts in one off season.
1: sure but high and bloom hasn't been able to spend like that even i mean no you know, i agree you got one guy got to sign trevor story that was it but before dombrowski
2: spending for them was down it wasn't like it wasn't like the Theo years and you know 04 and 07 it certainly wasn't like the Dombrowski it years It wasn't like that no Their spending was down So but I, I
1: also don't think it was because Dave Dombrowski went in there and said guys we got to spend I think they said okay we'll spend let's bring in a guy who's good at spending let's bring in someone who has that same kind of philosophy and that was the way the organization went I don't think Dombrowski came in and convinced so them So why they that. fire him Uh because he spent too much and that they were over he uh, balanced with the money Yeah he I think that's them. exactly it Yeah
2: right so hopefully Theo pushes him like Dombrowski because you don't get fired if you do exactly what the boss wants you to do. He pushed them, and they said, "Mm, we spent more than we wanted to, Dave. And so hopefully Theo does that. And I I hope, again, it's the first sign of relevance for this team, because they've been irrelevant. If, If you needed any more evidence, look at Truck Day. It's a bunch of Red Sox employees and one family with a Red Sox flag, and that's it. 617 779 7937. How do you feel about Theo back with the Red Sox? Uh, is it still a PR stunt? Do you still feel that way? Or are you starting to hope a little bit he could be more invested with an organization that a lot of you don't believe in based on that athletic survey? You can jump in on all of it. Plus, we have Marcus Smart, his return to TD Garden last night. One prominent writer in the Boston Globe says they should retire Marcus Smart's number. Let's get to that with all your thoughts next.
1: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at
0: T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in
1: when you switch.